On this episode, we're going to be talking to the founder of Dollar Fulfillment. They help scale up drop shipping businesses to local and international fulfillment from the United States. Do stay tuned. Well, well, welcome to 2X E-Commerce, the e-commerce marketing growth podcast where you ask questions and I, Kenei, answers them. Also hear from proven marketing growth experts who are number one or number two in specialist areas of online retail marketing. So if you work in or own an online retail business, listen in, get involved, join me, and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce growth. So on the inbound marketing strategies, how do you beat Amazon? Natural search and our search engine position is critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all. My favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one. It's your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh, your customer lifespan. I'm Kune Campbell. Let's get rolling. If you're looking to grow your business, there's only one way by building real quality customer relationships. Most marketing software will claim they can do this, but will never deliver on their promises. You need to demand more from your marketing software. And that's where Clavio comes in. Clavio helps you build meaningful customer relationships by listening and understanding cues from your customers, allowing you to easily turn that information into valuable marketing messages. That is why 10,000 innovative brands have switched to Clavio. What's the secret to building customer relationships? Tune in to Clavio's Beyond Black Friday docuseries to find out and unlock marketing strategies you can use to keep momentum going year round. Just head over to Clavio.com forward slash beyond BF for more. That's Clavio.com forward slash beyond BF.com. Hello, 2Xers. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show, the podcast dedicated to rapid growth and online retail. If you're looking to improve metrics such as conversions, average order value, traffic, multiple sales, you're tuned into the right show. Now, 2Xers, um, you know, every week I try to bring an expert to the show to you know, really delve down to see how you can grow your metrics you know, in, in your stores. And on today's episode, I have with me... Um, a founder, an e-commerce veteran who's been, you know, around for about 15 years. And he is not, you know, um, a typical typical kind of guest we normally bring because we focus on marketing. But what he does is absolutely critical to the success of e-commerce businesses, which is a fulfillment fit. A lot of people, some, so there are two kind of camps of listeners in the show. Some of you um, you know, own your warehouses and another bunch of you outsource your um, your fulfillment. And this is going to sort of appeal to both audiences because we're going to really delve down into, you know, what makes a perfect fulfillment system in an e-commerce business that you know, enables you sustain your scalability. He runs um, a firm, Jason runs a firm called um, Dollar Fulfillment, you know, and um, I've actually heard about Dollar Fulfillment at a conference. Um, it was it was a, an e-commerce, um, you know, conference where um, I think they were talking around, um, it was like a dropshipper who had stopped, completely stopped dropshipping 
um, just due to the inefficiencies of you know dropshipping, especially the last mile of dropshipping. And his number one recommendation was dollar fulfillment. And so when um, dollar fulfillment reached out to to the show, you know, I'd heard about them. It was a really good recommendation, you know, from because that's that was kind of like one of his weapons. I was like, we must have, you know, you guys on the show. Um, without further ado, I'd like to welcome Jason to the show. Welcome, Jason. Hey, thank you so much for having me. And it's always good to hear that uh, people are talking positively about us at those places. No, it's great. It's great. Um, you know, um, he, he was like so against dropshipping at the same time, you know, um, that enabled his success in, in a way. But he just realized, you know, the, the inefficiencies and um, he was using your company. Um, but I probably haven't done you justice and um, dollar fulfillment justice in, in the intro. Um, could you take a minute or little bit more to, to introduce yourself and, and your company. Yeah, absolutely. So I have been in the e-commerce space since about 2004, 2005. Um, and a lot of that time was just spent uh, consulting, uh, helping uh, entrepreneurs who were really good at selling products, but um, maybe not so great at running businesses. Um, I've got a very kind of organized way that you know, I run my life and my business. And, and so I was able to help a lot of uh, online stores kind of run the back end of their, you know, their organizations and help keep them organized and uh, enable them to focus on selling and do what they did best. In that time, uh, we ha were able to start helping a friend who had an online company and he had a, a product that went kind of viral over a year. And so we started actually fulfilling those products out of our house. Um, and I say we, I should give the credit to my wife. It was kind of her full-time job. Mm. And so over the years of helping those entrepreneurs, we were doing that on the side. I, I started realizing that more and more of them kind of had a need for a, a really simplified fulfillment model. And so we took kind of that part-time job of hers and, and turned it into dollar fulfillment. And uh, that was usually about 2000, I think eight is when we really focused on the brand and, and growing it. And so here we are about 10 years later and, and it's really kind of blown up and we're very excited about our growth and the way that we've been able to help uh, uh, tons of uh, online companies uh, expand and bring their fulfillment to the States. Fascinating. Really, really interesting. Um, and um, just thank you for tuning in at half five in the morning. You're, you're based in um, what, what state in the U.S.? I'm in Idaho. Idaho. Okay. So you're, you're, you're on the Pacific, you're Pacific time. Um, so... What does fulfillment in 2008, how does it compare to fulfillment in 2019? What, what has changed? Um, because 2008, I believe, was when, you know, um, the likes of Magento, maybe WooCommerce, you know, WordPress were predominant, you know, players in the market. But the tide has changed for, you know, SaaS, you know, driven, you know, e-commerce platforms such as, um, you know, Shopify, big commerce and the like. So, so what has changed from the fulfillment, you know, angle? How, how is it to... Yeah, you know, um, I, at that time, I was working with a lot of information marketers. And so we were using a lot of uh, um, Infusionsofts and, and programs like that. Um, but you're absolutely right that uh, probably the biggest thing that's changed as far as in the SaaS space is, you know, the big Shopify came along and it seems like... Um, you know, everyone is using Shopify now versus your, there were, you know, kind of a wide variety of you know, options or well, there's still options, but people were using a wider variety of uh, platforms back then to sell online. And it seems like now it's almost all Shopify. 
Yeah, so it, it is amazing. It is amazing. And, and what about your experience with like click funnels? You know, funnels seem to be coming into the picture in e-commerce. Yeah, also. you know, Click Funnels is a, a, a com- an Idaho company as well, just oh, uh, wow. you know, a couple hours south of us. So um, I'm very familiar with them, and we'll be at the uh, Click Funnels event here in the next two weeks or so. Um, I actually was in the the room at the conference when Russell Brunston, you know, announced or you know un- unveiled Click Funnels and was one of the first, you know. 100 people to buy it. So we've been using ClickFunnels. Our first dollar fulfillment website was built on the ClickFunnels platform. And so mm-hmm. we, uh, we work with a lot of ClickFunnels users and it's a fantastic uh, platform. And uh, yeah, we really enjoy it and Russell and their, their mission. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Okay. Um, so let's talk about, um, you know, um, ways, um, you know, e-commerce businesses you've worked with have sort of improved customer experience. I'm very much in that customer experience and speed. Sure. Um, you know, speed to, to you know, just gratification, you know, making instant gratification more instant, I'd say. Um, so, so, so how should retailers, you know, listening to this podcast, you know, um, what the first steps they should take to, to improve the opportunities in, in fulfillment? Yeah, absolutely. And so, as I was kind of mentioning to you before this, is we our, our main client comes from dropshipping, um, and I am a a big proponent of dropshipping because it's kind of the low you know cost barrier entry uh, to to get into e commerce. And so, the majority of our clients they you know they try you know a handful or you know maybe a ton of different products until they eventually find one that works. And then they realize that hey you know I, I'd like to you know be able to sell this long term. And when I'm shipping this from China, it's taking two weeks, maybe three weeks. Um, there's invoices included in the package. You know, there's Chinese markings all over it. And it's just, it's really not the best customer experience. And so they look into what it costs to buy in bulk that product and then ship it to a fulfillment center in the U.S. And oftentimes, you know, they can find the product for even cheaper amounts when they're buying it in bulk. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once you've done that and you're able to move it over to a U.S. based fulfillment center, you're taking your delivery times from, you know, two to three weeks down to an average of, you know, three, two, three, four days. And unfortunately, Amazon um, has kind of ruined the majority of U.S. consumers who now believe that two days is kind of the average delivery time or what everyone should expect. And so they've kind of set the uh, the expectation. And so when people are waiting weeks instead of days, it kind of creates a, a bad customer experience and um, kind of really lowers your uh, prospects of having repeat customers or or getting those glowing on re- online reviews that kind of you know helps boost conversions. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. It makes makes a lot of sense. So um, let's sort of sort of unwrap, you know, drop shipping and. I see when you know dropshippers start to work with companies like your own, they they're, they're evolving. They they they're not you know dropshippers anymore. So you could more or less say dropshipping was a way to test a market. And once you found product market fit and you saw it could scale as a long term product, you sort of upgrade or you graduate you know that you know business or product to fulfillment in the US. What kind of rules? Right, listeners would be would want to hear what the answer to, to this. What kind of rules, you know, dimension, weight, product type 
um, you know, product type would you recommend to listeners looking to scale what they're doing in drop shipping or uh, in drop shipping to, um, to, to, to actually fulfilling, you know, um, in, in the U.S.? Yeah, great question. And, you know, the, the answer to that, it all depends on your margins, right? Because if, if you're, you have a product that you don't have a ton of margin in and you're just relying on volume, then you're going to want to look for something that's kind of smaller and lightweight. Um, and when I say smaller, under one pound um, is kind of the general rule of thumb. And, and it doesn't take up much space because a typical fulfillment house is going to charge you a bunch of you know storage fees and um you know, per, per shipment fees and stuff like that. And so the, the more uh, room you take up in their warehouse, the more it's going to cost you per month. Um, the more product weighs, the more it's going to cost you to ship it because it's based on every ounce. And so if you're, if you've got a product that doesn't have a ton of margin, kind of smaller is better. Uh, and you're also going to save money on shipping it from, you know, China to your fulfillment center. On the flip side of that, if you have a product that's got a bunch of margin, then you can afford to, you know, it, it can afford to be bigger or heavier or larger, just knowing that you're going to pay more to get it to your fulfillment center and then pay more to get it to your, your end user. And so uh, kind of an you know, interesting question, but at the, the bottom line, it just all, all depends on how much margin you've got. Okay, makes sense. Um, then... You know, um, what about branding and packaging? Um, would you suggest, you know, obviously you talked about um, the Chinese packaging invoices, you know, being in, you know, in, in packages when, you know, drop shipping. Um, so if Absolutely. it's use a company like yours, what changes? Yeah. And so you, you, at that point, you've got options, right? And once again, you know, the, the big M word is margins. And so we have a lot of customers who have products that it's just, you know, it's just a, a low margin product and they're selling it in volume. And so we ship it out in just a, you know, kind of a standard bubble mailer or poly mailer. And it's, you know, it's not fancy, but, you know, it's at least comes from the U.S. and it's not, you know, Chinese markings all over it. Or, and we don't include, you know, you know, an invoice that shows that you paid, you know, $1.50 for it when they paid, you know, $12.95. Um, but you do have options at least at this point, because if you wanted to have um, kind of the, the economical way to go is we could just put a sticker with your, uh, your logo on the outside of the package, which is you know, already a, a little bit of an improvement over just a, a blank uh, bubble mailer. Um, but then you can go as far as you want. And if you want to have custom boxes created or custom bubble mailers, you know, that becomes an option now. And you can really kind of create an experience for your customers opening that package versus just, you know, getting something in the mail. Mm, mm, that makes sense. Makes sense. Okay, so um, what, what have been some of your biggest success stories, you know, in development where, you know, you didn't even anticipate the way business of the product you are. Yeah. Our, our, you know, our biggest successes have been a hundred percent our customers and, you know, mm. we, we do well when our customers do well, right. Because we're not shipping any of our own products. And so we rely on our customers to kind of drive our growth. And so our biggest success stories have been, um, just those guys that are out there kind of in the e-com trenches, slugging it out, finding those products that are killing it and, um, you know, importing them by the container load. Um, our, our biggest client today who is, um, you know, ships, I don't know, anywhere 5,000 plus orders per day was, uh, you know, just uh, two guys who, who found a, one product from China and, you know, 
started importing it, you know, you know, a thousand at a time and they've just kept growing and growing. And, and so just kind of supporting our, our customers has been our biggest uh, route to success. And uh, we are a big believer in kind of old fashioned customer service. And so we'll do whatever it takes to, to ensure that our customers aren't, you know, being bottlenecked by us. Interesting. Interesting. So another question I have is, you know, um, what, from your third party perspective, um, do you see like evolution? So let's say, you know, um, you know, I started out with yourselves, you know, um, importing, you know, um, you know, thousands of the particular product, you know, um, last year, you know, from the trends you see, do you see improvement in that particular product or do you see pivots? Do you see more product improvements, you know, where there's a version A, B, C, D till, you know, X or Z, or um, do you see pivots where, you know, you have saturated the market and you, you know, so, you know, find the next winning product. Well, yeah. yeah, I would say there are, there are products in both categories. Um, mm. The, the smaller of those two being the products that come and that kind of last forever and have new additions, you know, there are definitely uh, products like um, cell phone cases or yeah, I can't even think anymore at the moment, but something like a cell phone case where there's more or less, there's always going to be a need for a cell phone case. It's just, you know, now we've got a new size or maybe a new design or something like that. Um, but the majority of products that we see um, come in, they, they have a life cycle and there is, you know, typically our, our clients aren't the only one selling these because these are typically the products that are hot that you see on all over Facebook or Instagram. And so eventually it feels like the market does get saturated and we will see uh, many scenarios where, okay, it stops selling this month um, and it, they just rest their ads for a few months, fire them back up. And then all of a sudden it's right back, you know, to maybe not quite a hundred percent of what it was, but you know, 75%. And so um, most products that we've seen have, have a life cycle and, and they don't last forever. And so it's in my opinion, important to always uh, be testing and, I, I believe in testing via drop shipping as well because it doesn't make sense to order products in bulk and ship them to us if, if you're not sure if they're going to work or not. So yeah, even sure. if you got a winning product, it's important to not be sitting back kind of enjoying your success, but to be finding that next one that's going to win or okay. improving the product in some way that uh, separates it from the other people selling it. Exactly, exactly. And then there's also the question about timing, you know, from drop shipping to fulfillment in the US, you know, on that cycle, you talked about, you know, shipping the container load. Um, if it's going by ship, it's it's going to take weeks, not days to get to the US. Um, how do you sort of, you know, um, you know, and then there's a clearance process, you know, um, it could easily take you know, six weeks to, to, um, to, to get to yours. So how do you, how do entrepreneurs, you know, um, at work, you know, with you manage that, you know, once you find a winning product and, you know, wherever you find AliExpress and you scale it out, um, how do you, um, you know, um, cut, cut, you know, manage that, um, you know, four to eight weeks, you know, in transition when it's in transit, besides even the sourcing of the product in bulk, because you might still need to, you know, um, um, you know, um, order, you know, have, you know, make to order in a factory and that might even take weeks again, you know, in terms of the lead time from the factory. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, most of our clients don't go from directly from, you know, drop shipping to order container loads at a time. They will, um, you know, order, you know, 
instead of you know 100,000 units, they'll order 5,000 units, and those can be shipped by air. And so it only takes, you know, if they order 5,000 units and they ship today, in theory, we're going to have them in the next three or four days because that's a pretty quick delivery time. But once you are at the level where you're ordering container loads, you do have to take into account, you know, how long it's going to take China to actually manufacture the product. And, you know, it could be, you know, several weeks if it's not something that they keep on hand. Typically, what we see as far as... uh, containers coming by sea it's usually about a two and a half week delivery time Mm -hmm. from china to the west coast and then usually it's a few days in customs assuming that everything's kind of moving as it it should be Um, and then usually a day in transport and so you're usually looking at about three three and a half weeks delivery time on top of whatever you uh, you find as far as your manufacturing time in china Interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, so in less than four weeks, you could, you could still, you know, um, you know, see ship, uh, you know, um, a container to yourselves in China. Yeah, absolutely. And what you can do is you can, um, you can order products in smaller quantities while you're waiting on that ship. And so you could order, you know, three shipments of, you know, 5,000 units to kind of get you through each week until that, you know, container lands on our door. Okay, makes sense, makes sense, makes sense. And um, I guess a natural transition really would be to, you know, I'm experimenting thousands, you know, initially in the low thousands, and then you know, if it's really you know doing doing very well, you 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 know you, you gain the confidence to scale out um, to to, to tens of thousands and eventually to, to continue absolutely, which which might um, you know um, connect to what you said initially, where you know if the product don't take don't take too much space, and you know weigh under a pound, then it makes a, a you know everything you know a lot easier to, yep, absolutely. to execute on. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Great. And then, um, what about um, customer expectations um, <clears throat> now in the United States? You talked about you know Amazon, um, you know, pretty much um, set the standard, or you know they, they they set the bar, they raise the bar now um, to two days. Um, what what is the threshold in 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 the US? Um, for 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 expect um, for for shipping times now. Well, you know, we, we kind of call it the Amazon effect, and so everyone's kind of expecting that uh, you know that Amazon experience. And I think you know, as long as you're upfront on your website with you know your your shipping times, your lead times, you can kind of get away with a, a little bit longer. And there are successful dropshippers out there who can you know get away with you know, several week delivery times by you know managing customer expectations. Um, but I think the, the expectations as a whole are you know they they want to see a product within a week. Um, you know and I'm also in the the merchant account space and Visa MasterCard guidelines state that you have to ship products within two or three days and then really they should be delivered within seven. And so if you start having chargeback issues and your merchant account sees that you're not shipping products on time or they're not arriving within that that time frame, then you really run the risk of being shut down by a Visa MasterCard because it's kind of a hard rule for them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's down to trust, you know, um, consumer trust and confidence, market confidence. Okay. And then um does your company also handle returns? Um, what does the return process look like? Yeah, absolutely. And so that's one other thing that typical uh, fulfillment houses, they've got a, you know, anywhere from like a, you know, 50 cent to a several dollar per uh, return handling fee. That uh, dollar fulfillment, we just build that, you know, that's included in that $1 per order that you paid for it. Um, 
you know, the caveat of that is if you have a, a huge amount of returns or it goes over 10% of your sales per month, then we do have to charge for it. But as long as you keep it within that 5 to 10% of your orders per month, then we don't charge any uh, fees for that. And so we will actually receive the return, um, un, you know, unpackage it, and verify, is it good to put back on the shelf and sell again? Or does it need to be, you know, destroyed? And so we, uh, we do all that and we don't charge you anything for it. Amazing. Interesting. And then, um, do you, do you have any recommendations for equivalence of dollar, um, fulfillment in, 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 in the, in Europe? Um, you know, I don't know that there is another company that's operating the same way that we are. Um, you know, there are large, many, you know, kind of large, uh, international fulfillment houses. Um, but I don't think that something like that, what we, we do exactly exists there. Because mm-hmm. a lot of drop shippers or, you know, a lot of, you know, um, big thinking, you know, um, e-commerce people want to, you know, sort of have a base or a hub in the United States, obviously, um, that hopefully covers Canada, um, which I'll ask you a question around. And also, you know, um, one in Europe that um, covers both the UK and the rest of Europe. Maybe um, you've got a garage I could use. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, do, you, do you cover Canada? Yeah, we ship everywhere in the world. Probably 20-25% 20, of what we ship out every day goes internationally versus domestic. Interesting. So um what what kind of lead times um do you, do you have for for like um you know orders to 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 the EU sure. and the UK? Most, you know, the kind of like, you know, the, the primary international countries is about a a 10-day total lead time or a um yeah, about 10 days total. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I didn't even realize that. I just thought um, you're, you know, um, strictly in the US. Um, and then um, what about the fees? Is it still the $1 or um, is, is it a different charge? Yeah, you know, for us to ship a product to Canada, the process is no different than for us to ship a product domestically. And so our fee is obviously the $1, but the postage, of course, is you know, slightly more. It's actually, I'd say it's probably about three to three and a half times more to ship, you know, the same product internationally versus domestically. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okie dokie. And then, um, do you guys integrate to the follow for um, you know, do you guys have apps or, um, to like Shopify and big commerce or, yeah, so the the software that we use currently to date ha- has already pre-built uh, API integrations with all of your your major e-commerce platforms: Shopify, WooCommerce, Magento, um, Amazon, eBay, Walmart. So it's got those pre-built, and then we do have ways to integrate with other, you know, um, you know, ClickFunnels. We can integrate, and so we are pretty well set up to be integrated with whatever e-commerce platform you're using. And if you have something that we, for some reason, can't integrate to, we can work with uh, CSV files. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, is there any, are there any other tips or, you know, any other, um, you know, um, areas we haven't talked about that you want to cover? Um, no, I don't think so. I think uh, it's just in, in this, you know, year, especially, and I don't, if, you pay attention to the news. I think that you know Trump's in a little bit of a, a trade war with with China, and it's hard to say what's gonna what come. And he has specifically mentioned kind of going after the uh, kind of those outdated laws that have kept China's postage and their ability to send products via e-packet cheaper than we can send them in the United States. And so, I think that um, dropshippers are going to have some challenges in the the future. Um, 
being able to, you know, sell those products kind of as cheaply as they've been able to in the past. And so trying to kind of get ahead of that uh, curve and, and those changes before just being reactionary to them. And 2019 is going to be a, a huge uh, advantage for people who kind of get on the boat now. Mm, very, very, very good point. Um, you know, I remember when he made the, the announcement, um, and we'll see how things evolve, you know, really. And um, besides, you know, policy, you know, I just think it's, you know, um, you know, it's a much more superior, you know, um, customer experience um, when you get your products to your customers on time. It's, Absolutely. It's a given, really. So um, thank you so much for um, turning on the show. But before I let you go, we have um, our lightning round Um there are sets of questions, five questions I ask guests, and I expect guests to um, answer with a single sentence if possible. Okay. Ready when you are. Okay. How do you hire people? I hire people based on their experience and the way they present themselves in the interview. Okay. Okay. What are your three indispensable tools you use for managing your business? Skype, QuickBooks, and our shipping software. Awesome. Okay. Um, what's been your best mistake to date? I mean, a setback that's giving you the biggest feedback. I bought a company that I thought would be complementary to what we were doing, and I ended up paying $100,000 for a forklift. Ouch. Okay. Well, no, that'll be for another show. Uh, what one piece of advice can you give to e-tailers looking to scale growth? So from our point of view is to look at improving customer experience by shortening shipping times and uh, improving overall customer experience. Awesome. If you could choose a single book or resource that's made the highest impact on how you view building a business and growth, which would it be? Uh, I'm old fashioned. And so for me, it would be, uh, definitely, uh, the Bible because that's where I get a lot of my beliefs. And so I, uh, you know, and why I treat customers the way I do. And so that would be it. Fantastic. Awesome. Thank you so much for turning up on the show. I really appreciate, you know, the tips, the guidance and insight you gave into, um, fulfillment and customer experience. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure and I look forward to helping anyone I can. Cheers. Bye. So that was a wrap on this week's episode of 2X e-commerce. Remember, you can catch me every week and also send your questions and comments on Twitter using the hashtag 2X e-commerce. Keep yourself in the loop by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. It only takes a few seconds and it means you'll get the most up-to-date episodes to help you grow your online store. Do have a good one till I catch you on the next show. Bye-bye.